Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. for Jesus, 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 Jesus. We're clapping for Jesus this morning. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning from the base to the hub. Good morning all our congregation online. You are welcome this morning. I'm going to take the word, but I just wanted to sing a song. <laughs> I'm sure the, choir, the tribe of Judah were expecting that. Awesome God How great the land You And as I pray, take the word this morning, I just pray that the entrance of the word of God will bring light. I pray that the word will illuminate every darkness. I pray for clarity through the word. I pray that the word will transform you and I. The word will reform us in the name of Jesus. I pray for an alignment to the will and the purposes of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I have titled this message, The Power in Us for His Glory. The Power in Us for His Glory. My anchor scripture is taken from 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 2 to 4 in the New King James Version. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. As His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness... Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, 
by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through this you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through loss. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. I wanted to read that verse two, verses 2 to 4 in the Passion Translation. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him, who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of this world. We are called by his glory. We are called by God for his glory. We are called for glorious manifestation. I looked up the word glory. It's about the totality of God's being. It's about his greatness. It's about his sovereignty. It's about his magnificence. It's about his grandeur, the splendor, the honor, the power, the lordship of our God. He is the God of glory. The, the Bible tells us in Acts 7 verses 2 to 3 in the New King James Version. Acts 7, 2 to 3. And he said, brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. Somebody, God is saying to somebody, get out of that place. Let me show you where you are going to go. Because he is the God of glory. He has created us for his glorious manifestation. Amen. The Bible tells us in Psalm 19 verse 1. That the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork. The manifestation of God's presence is the Shekinah glory. It's a visible manifestation of his presence. It was experienced by Moses when he was in the burning bush. In Exodus 3, from verses 1 to 6, I'm not going to read it because we all know the story of Moses and the burning bush. And if you are here and you do not know, please go and read it when you get home. The glory is also seen in the story of the Israelites when we hear about the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. We read that in Exodus 13, verses 21 to 22 in the New King James Version. And I read, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. We also see the glory of God rest upon Mount Sinai. We see that story in Exodus 24, 15 to 16. Exodus 24, 15 to 16. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. And the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The glory of God. 
The glory of God is, about, is, is appearance. The glory of God can move, it can depart. May the glory of God never depart from our lives in the name of Jesus. The glory of God can depart because of sin. But I'm not going to go into that. But if you read your, story, your Bible and you read the story of first, in 1 Samuel chapter 4, it was about Eli and his sons and the departure of the glory. It was actually an interesting read because the daughter-in-law of Eli was pregnant. She was about to deliver. And, but the ark of the Lord had been captured because the Israelites had sinned. And the glory had departed from the Israelites. In fact, she was about to have that child. She named the child Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. I pray over each and every one of you, whether you're in the base, you're in, in, in the hub, or you're online, that the glory of God will never depart from your life in the name of Jesus. We also see in the New Testament, in Romans 3, 23 to 24, in the Passion Translation, it's a, it's a scripture that we always pray with, but it's also about the glory of God. It says, for we have all sinned and are in need of the glory of God. <laughs> Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his righteousness. His gift of love and favor now cascades over us all because Jesus, the anointed one, has liberated us from the guilt and the punishment and the power of sin. Somebody needs to clap for Jesus because Jesus has liberated us. The, 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 the Israelites did not have Jesus. So they had to depend on the glory appearing and reappearing. We don't need to depend on the God. The Jesus himself has assured us of his glory. I pray this morning that there will be no departure of holiness, of righteousness, in our lives, in the name of Jesus, that the glory of God will always be with us. The presence of God will always be in our lives, in our families, in all of the loved ones, because we have been liberated by the blood of Jesus. I pray that the glory of God will rest upon this church. I pray that the glory of God will rest upon our nations, in the name of Jesus. All the glory belongs to God. You and I say it all of the time. I say it a lot. The Bible tells us in 1 Chronicles 29, 11, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. The Bible also tells us in Ephesians 3, 20 to 21, in the New Living Translation, Ephesians 3, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Glory belongs to God. His power is at, is at work within us. Only God deserves all the glory. God only deserves the glory. I say it again. God only deserves the glory in the name of Jesus. Where you see man taking the glory of God, be very, very careful because only God deserves that glory. We are also created for his glory. You and I are created for his glory. Isaiah 43, 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed in, yes, I have made him. Isaiah 43, 7 in the Good News translation says, 
These are my own people, and I created them to bring me glory. Say to the person sitting next to you, you have been created to bring God glory. You have been created to bring God glory. Everything about us must bring God glory. Our lives must bring God glory. Our marriages must bring God glory. Our children must bring God glory. Our conduct must bring God glory. Our behavior, at work, they must see the glory of God in us. Our, even the hobbies that we do must bring God glory. Our bodies must bring God glory. The Bible tells us in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, 1 to 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says that, Therefore, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We are carriers of his glory. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. If we are created for his glory, then we are what? Carriers of his glory. I want you to say to the person sitting next to you, do you know that you are a carrier of his glory? Uh, no, they didn't, they didn't hear you. Do you know that you are a carrier of his glory? The Bible tells us in Colossians 1.27, Colossians 1.27, the Passion Translation, translation living, with you, you, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure, a chest of hope, filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everybody, everyone to know it. Do you know that you're a carrier of his glory? Are you walking like a carrier of his glory? When you walk around, when you do things, when you're at work, when you walk down the road, when you're driving, do you do all of those things like the carrier of God's glory? May all of us be carriers of God's glory in the name of Jesus. In John 17, 22, John 17, 22, I read, this was Jesus. He said, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one, just as we are one. He has given you glory so that you can be one with Christ. So you can be one with your father. God's glory is also related to his power. If you go back to that scripture in Ephesians 3, you will see that God's glory is always related to his power. And we know that the glory of God is the manifestation of the presence and the power of God. So I can safely say that a carrier of his glory is a carrier of his power. How many people are mathematicians here? Okay, so A is equal to B. And B is equal to C. Is A equal to C? So we are carriers of his power and we are also carriers of his glory. 
we are carriers of his glory. We are carriers of his power. Let's look at these scriptures. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 1.3, Hebrews 1.3 in the Passion Translation, the sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image, he holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for, for us the complete cleansing of our sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. We read that, this scripture earlier, but I'm just reading verse 3. In 2 Peter 1 verse 3 in the New Living Translation. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him and the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and his excellence. I wanted to look at the word power. Since we looked at glory, do you think it's a good idea for, look to, for us to look at power? Mm-hmm, I agree. That word power is indicative of might and strength and force and influence. You know, the, the word power in Greek means dynamis. It means, dynamis actually means miracles. It means, from that word you get dynamite. And when you hear the word dynamite, what comes to your mind? A force, isn't it? Yes. Dynamic. You get all of those words. It, it signifies action, a movement. With power. When you say with power, you can see my body language. With power. There's something about power. The Bible says to us in Ephesians 6.10, New King James Version, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6, 10 in the New Living Translation says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. The Bible tells us the same scripture in its Passion Translation. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing and through you. I want you to say to the person next to you, do you realize that you have that power, that explosive power that is flowing through you? Do you know that you have explosive power flowing through you? Are you sure? Ask them, ask them. Maybe they will, they will tell you something else, but ask them. Do you know that you have that explosive power flowing through you? My prayer for us today, including me, that we will stand victorious with the force of God's explosive power flowing through us and in us. We will work as carriers of power. We will say, bring it on because I am the carrier of God's power. Can you say that? Say to yourself, bring it on. I am the carrier of God's power. <laughs> amen, amen. The Bible also tells us in Daniel 11.32 that those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. This is where I'm going. But the people who know their God shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits. The people who don't know their God will walk in that mighty power. They will carry the power of God. They will know deep inside them that they have God's explosive power. 
God's might, God's strength is flowing through you in the name of Jesus. And this season, this season we're in, my brothers and my sisters, here in the base, in the hub and online, this is a season of discernment to sense, to walk, to act on this power. There has to be a sensing. You can't, it can't be business as usual. You must know by everything that is happening around the world that you have to begin to walk in God's explosive power. That you know that you know that you know about God's omnipotence. That you know that you know that you know that God, our God, is the all-powerful God. And because he's the all-powerful God, I am the carrier of that power. And I can speak. I can speak. And things will begin to change. Because I carry that God's explosive power within me. Do you perceive in this season that you need to begin to walk in that power? There's so many things happening. You heard only when we took the prayer for the nation. So much happening. I live in Croydon, so I know, I know the site where that child died. And I walked past it. I had tears in my eyes a few days after it happened. We need to begin to walk in God's explosive power. I remember walking past that where they put all the flowers and the candles. And I just said, Lord, may this child's death not be in vain. May it be the end of violence in this neighborhood, in this nation, in the name of Jesus. That is what carriers of God's power do. You make declarations, you make decrees. Let's continue. You need to sense, you need to perceive. You know, Jesus, I read this story and I thought, even Jesus gave a good example of perception. In Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5, I'm reading the King James Version. And I'm not going to read all of this. I'm just going to go from verse 22. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say. This was when Jesus healed the paralytic. And the people were discussing amongst themselves. And Jesus perceived their thoughts. Jesus has already told us that greater works we will do. So, somebody is sitting next to you. I'm not saying here. I'm not saying here. And you can perceive their thoughts. How would you feel if you just know the thoughts that that person sitting next to you is just about to go and jump in front of a train? The carrier of God's power. Those who sense the season. Those who are in line with the will of God will know what I'm talking about. You need to sense the season. Jesus perceived what they were thinking. May you be so close to God. May your work with God be so mm, that you will be able to perceive thoughts from afar. In the name of Jesus. I want to be able to say, a workman is coming to the house. He comes to the door. And I perceive in my thoughts that he should not be entering my house. And I have the boldness because I am the carrier of his power to say, actually, I've just changed my mind about this work I want you to do for me. That is a carrier of his power. That is someone that knows that they know that they know that they know. Because there is, they're working with God. And their work is God. is mm, You know what that means? 
I pray in the name of Jesus that you perceive that you sense this season. That you perceive the move of God in this season. That you perceive what God is doing in our lives, in our families, in the church, in the nation. That you perceive because this is the season of God's power and his glory. The Holy Spirit is the carrier of the presence and the power of God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will empower you. The Holy Spirit that lives in you will make you the carrier of his power. You know, the disciples were endued with power from on high. Jesus had told them that, look, when I go, when I go, I'm going to send you this mighty power, the Holy Spirit. You and I have that power. You don't understand. You and I have that power. Because it says in Acts 1.8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You have that power. You have it inside you. The same way it was based inside Jesus. The same way it was inside the apostles, it is inside of you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. For God was with him. For God is with you. As you go about doing the work of the Lord in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Acts 6, 8, Acts chapter 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Acts 19, 11. Acts 19, 11. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When I was preparing, I read this scripture and I thought, Ah, Lord, give me the power to perform unusual miracles. God has, Jesus has said greater works we will do. So it is a prayer that is legitimate, isn't it? Isn't it? Okay, maybe one or two people will join me to just begin to pray in their seats right now. That Lord, give me the power. Give me the power. Give me the power to perform unusual miracles. Give me the power. Give me the power. Give me the power. Give me the power. To perform unusual miracles in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The same way Jesus gives us power, he also gives us authority. Let me tell you the difference quickly. Power is the ability to do something, while authority is the legitimate permission to exercise the power. Spiritual authority is the God-given right to receive and use God's power that flows from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God-given authority is the warrant he has given us, the right of that power to do something with him. So God has given us power. The Bible tells us in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you in the name of Jesus. I speak to somebody who is under, you know, the influence of fear right now, right now, right now. I speak. I say the power of God has broken that fear. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We also have the power to advance the kingdom of God. We have the power. We have the power to banish fear like I just prayed. We have the power. And I pray over somebody today that the spirit of God, the spirit of God will take away that fear of death. 
that fear of poverty, that fear of rejection that you're feeling right now. I lose you. I lose you in the name of Jesus. And I declare over you, whoever you are, that walk in that power. You have the power to speak against those fears in the name of Jesus. The Bible also tells us that we are anointed. And you're thinking, power, glory, anointing. Everything for his glory. The Bible tells us that we have the anointing to break every yoke. Isaiah 10, 27 tells us, I shall, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I speak to every yoke under the sound of my voice. I declare over that yoke to be destroyed. Whatever that yoke represents, I declare this morning that that yoke is destroyed because of the anointing in the name of Jesus. I told this story, I think it was last week during our fresh fire, of a man of God who was preaching like I am preaching. And... Um, but his congregation were very different. You guys are very active. You're like spurring me on. That wasn't his congregation. His congregation were like hard faces. Like, who are you? You know, what are you talking about? And he was preaching. He didn't understand why their faces were hard. Because the devil of this world had held their hearts. They didn't want to receive the gospel. And I'm telling you today this story because I want you to understand that you are the, you are the carrier of God's power. And this man of God began to preach. And as he preached, he saw a man, 28 years old. He was crippled. His wife walking beside him. And they had a daughter who had what they called bleeding eczema, meaning that the skin was raw bleeding. The wife apparently had cancer. And he walked down the middle eye. I don't want anybody to walk down this middle eye while I'm saying this story. And he walked down the middle eye. And they walked down the middle aisle and walked to the front. And as they walked to the front, he was there wondering what's going on. And then guess what happened? The man said to him, you are preaching this gospel. If this gospel is true, then why am I crippled? Why does my wife have cancer? And why does my daughter have bleeding eczema? The man of God didn't know what to do. But he had something. He prayed with that power that was at work inside him. And he prayed and he said to God, Father, prove that this word that I am preaching is the truth. Come in your power and heal. He has his eyes shut. And then when he opened his eyes, the man, the woman, the child, they were slain on the floor. And then after like a minute or so, they began to get up. The man got up first. He was running. He was no longer crippled. The woman just checked herself and the growth had disappeared. They looked at the body of the daughter and there was no more eczema. All those people with hard faces began to smile because they had seen the manifestation of the power of God. I pray over you. I pray over myself today that we will walk in this power. We will walk in this power that transforms unbelievers in the name of Jesus when that power is at work you do not need to do anything they just need to see the manifestation of the glory of God how many people are in agreement with me 
I could go on and on, but I have run out of time. But I wanted to give you 10 tips, 10, 10, 10, quick 10 tips. If you have your pen, if multimedia can help me, it will even be better. 10 tips to help you to activate this divine power that is on your inside. The first one is that you constantly seek the presence of God to find that strength, to find that power, to find that anointing, to find that glory. You have to constantly seek the presence of God. Psalm 42 verse 1 is the scripture for that. The second one, the second one is you pray without ceasing. You continue to pray. You make prayer your life. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 to 18 in the Passion Translation. Make prayer your life. Make prayer your life. The third one is add fasting. Fasting helps us to be humble before God. When you don't have any strength, you can't do anything. You just go out to God's presence. The Bible tells us in Daniel 9, 3, that Daniel set his face toward the Lord to make his request by prayer and supplication with fasting. By the time you've added those three, you are already activating the power. The fourth one is you walk in faith. Begin to walk in faith. It's not what you see. Walk by faith, not by sight. You begin to pray this prayer like Elijah prayed. I pray that it will not rain. Then you go outside, you see rain and say, mm, this thing doesn't work. No! Continue to pray and walk by faith. Our walk is not by sight, but by faith. Amen? The fifth one. The fifth one is that know the word of God. Know the truth. The truth The truth that you know is what will set you free. To begin to walk in this power that God has given us. John 8, 32. The sixth one is doing his will. Walking in alignment. Staying far away from sin. Far, 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 far from sin. Far. Because Philippians 2.13 tells us that for God is working in you and I to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Number seven, you need to walk in the discernment. Discernment, and I mentioned this earlier on, through the power of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. You have to pray, God, give me understanding, give me discernment. That scripture is Psalm 119 verse 24. Verse 1 to 5. Psalm 119, verse 1 to 5. Number 8 is obedience. A few weeks ago, we heard about the power of obedience. You know, I heard somebody say, somebody very dear to me. He didn't know he was actually speaking to me. He said, on the other side of obedience is the power. On the other side of obedience. The Bible says to us in um, 2 Chronicles 27, 6. King Jotham became powerful, 2 Chronicles 27.6. King Jotham became powerful because he was careful to live in obedience to the Lord his God. The Bible also tells us in Isaiah 1.19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Number nine, believing and trusting God. Believing as you, and trusting God. As you hear, you do. Proverbs 3 five to six. Proverbs three, five to six. Mark nine, 23 says, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible to those who believe. Number 10, final one, continue to praise, continue to thank God. Make thanksgiving your lifestyle. 
Make thanksgiving your lifestyle. Psalm 100 verses 4 to 5. When you have satisfied these thanks, things, and more. This list is not exhaustive. But I just thought to bring some of the ones you can start with. Andrew Womack said, Praise isn't like the caboose that just follows what happens. It's more like the engine of a train that makes things happen. Kenneth Copeland said, Praise is the big gun of faith. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. You know, I started this journey of walking in the power. I'm beginning to see even more now, many years ago. But some people haven't even started this journey. They don't even know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're here in the base, you're in the, in the, in the hub, or you're watching online. I wanted to say to you that to walk in that power, you need to know Jesus. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. All of you has to be about Jesus. And if you are really hungry for that power, I wanted you to just think about Jesus, the giver of that power, and make a commitment to him today by surrendering your life to him. A lot of us have done this. So don't worry about those that are beside you or those that are around you because they are already enjoying walking in God's power and walking in God's glory. If you are one of such people, you've never given your life to Christ. You've never surrendered your life to Christ. Can I see your hand? Just wave. Just wave and then put your hand down. If I see your hand and just you can put it down. You've never surrendered your life. You've never made a commitment to Jesus. If you're putting up your hand, put it up so that I can see you. If you're in the hub, pastors um, Joseph and Kendi will minister to you. And if you're online worship, worshiping, and then the um, online host will minister to your needs. Is there anyone who is saying, I want to surrender my life to God because I want to begin to walk in this power. And perhaps you have done this before, but you have backslidden. You're, you're just like, ah, oh, I need to start all over again. If you're like that, just wave your hand and God sees that hand and then you can put it back down again. And I pray over you that you will never look back again. In the name of Jesus, you walk in God's power, you will live in his power. For all of God's promises for us are yes of his fulfillment in him and his yes. And our amen are sent to God and we bring him glory. For the rest of us, I'm just going to ask you to please rise to your feet if you are able. We have a few more minutes. I just want you to begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Begin to pray that, Lord, I've had this word today. I need your power. I need your presence. I need your anointing. I need your glory. Why don't you begin to pray? Lord, release your power. Lord, release your power. Lord, release your power. Lord, release your power over me. Release your power over me. Lord, release your power. Lord, we proclaim you now. Lord, release your power. And your mighty power, oh God, release your power. 
Let your fire fall, let your presence fall. You are great, O oh God. You do miracles, O oh God. Oh Lord, release your power. Release your power. Thank you, Father Lord. I want you to pray that, Lord, perchance there is any area of my life that will present, prevent me from walking in this power. Perhaps, Lord, you know, you see hearts. Lord, this morning I pray that, Lord, remove that thing that will hinder me, oh God, from walking in that power. That will hinder me from being a carrier of your power and a carrier of your glory. Pray, pray, pray for yourself this morning. Thank you, Jesus. One more prayer point. I want you to think of an area of your life when you need, you desire, you want, you are in need of God's glory and his power. Maybe it's in the area of healing, of deliverance, or just a greater spiritual walk with God. I want you to begin to pray. Lord of heaven, release your power over me so I am healed this morning. Release your power over me, O oh God, to heal my marriage. Release your power over me, O oh God, to transform that child. Release, release, release. Father, I'm in need of a child. Release your power over me, O oh God, so I can conceive. Somebody's praying. Lord, release your power. There is nothing you cannot do. Dry bones can live again. Dry bones can live again. Prophesy over that area. Just say, dry bones live again. Yes, Thank you, Father Lord. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to end with this song. For me, please help me. These are the days of Elijah. Declaring the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And these are the days of your servant Moses. Righteousness being restored. These are the days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword. We are the voice of the servant.